Hi and welcome along to Early Excellence's Head to Head podcast. It's great to have you here. I'm Sarah Carey, School Improvement Lead here at Early Excellence and in these podcasts I'll be connecting with real head teachers and school leaders. We'll be discussing hot topics in primary and early years education and sharing some real experiences. So keep listening to hear more about school inspections and impactful school improvement strategies. Welcome along to one of our Head to Head podcasts. I hope you're all well. Today I'm joined again by Phil, my colleague. Hi, Phil. How are things? Hi. Hi. Great to see you, Sarah. Really good, actually. A bit of sunshine here in Reading today. I hope everybody's safe and well wherever you are listening to this uh, podcast. Yeah, super. The, the sunshine always raises spirits a little bit, doesn't it? So that's always, always lovely. So it's great to have you along today. Um, and we're going to engage in another curriculum conversation that you've had with some of your colleagues and schools that you've been working with. And I know last time we came together, we talked about maths and um, put the spotlight on that. And certainly from our head to head listeners, people found that really valuable to hear from real schools and their their thinking and their the real journey that they were going on and the kind of conversations that they've had so hopefully today's session will be um, just as popular and today we're going to be talking a little bit about PE and looking at that wide lens of PE so do you want to tell us who we'll be hearing from today? Yeah, we're going to be hearing from the team at Hayterview Primary School in Newton Abbott, Devon. Uh, and I hope what people will get from listening to their experience is, as you said, that kind of wider experience around PE, but also that kind of really strong connection the school has with its community and how that is kind of the ethos that drives everything that they do. Yeah. Great. So we've got three leaders today coming from that school and um, they're collaborating together. So let's take a listen to Sarah and Rebecca and Michaela and hear, hear what they've got to share. Uh, well, a very, very warm welcome to this uh, very special curriculum conversation with the fantastic team at Hayterview um, School down in Newton Abbott. Really delighted the colleagues from the school have been able to join us for this podcast. Um, so without further delay, would you like to say hello and introduce yourselves and explain a little bit about your current roles? Uh, so my name's Sarah Buckler. I'm the foundation leader at the school. Uh, also the art coordinator and phonics leader and a whole other range of leaders. Um, I also am the um, SEL for the Southwest, so special um, leader for early years across the Southwest. Um, our school is a one-form entry school in a deprived area of Newton Abbott's, um, but it's had uh, the head and the deputy head for over 20 years um, supporting the school. Fantastic. Thanks, Sarah. Who'd like to go next? Well, I've been, I, my name's um, Makaina Cousins. I'm the Year 4 leader at Haytorview. Um, I'm also the English for Years 2 to 6, a bit like Sarah, many hats. Um, P, I've been leading at the school for the last eight years. So I'm Rebecca Hall. I'm the Year 1 class teacher, and I'm recently taken, well, the process of taking on the role of uh, PE leader within the school. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much. So quite a range of different contexts there and different curriculum kind of areas. I think that's why we're particularly interested to hear kind of your story, uh, I guess, really, and how you've kind of worked together uh, and the impact that work has had. So I suppose the starting point is what kind of brought you to working together? What was the kind of trigger to start bringing the EYFS more closely connected um, to the rest of the school with regards to curriculum development? So what was kind of the thing that started it all off and that, that kind of journey? How did it begin? So from 
my perspective, it didn't start from as what we're thinking a curriculum subject. It started from the understanding of relationships. And our, our whole school is built on understanding and believing that everybody and everything across all year groups, parents and staff, need to have a strong relationship with each other and with the children. And, and so for every meeting, we include everyone. So our leadership um, or our LTFs or Wednesday meetings includes um, all teaching staff. We don't call them a teacher, they're called learning leaders. Um, and so everyone's involved in all of our discussions. And I think that's what it started from, that having everyone have a view and everyone talk, spend time together. Yeah, I think also we were across two sites and we had a new field. So we had kind of reception and Q1 and 2 on one area and you'd cross the road and you'd go to Key Stage 2 and we had a, a new building five, six years ago, which meant we're all in kind of one building now. So that made a, a big difference and a big impact seeing that across the years. Um, having those parents there in developing their stronger relationship. We still had meetings at that time. We had to come from two buildings to yeah, building and now we're excited we're all in one building and um, together and spending time with each other talking about learning. Um, and when we actually spend time talking about learning, we spend time looking at the development from a three-year-old up to an 11-year-old, spending a lot of time having those discussions on the progression of learning and then we keep coming back to that, don't we, uh, through time. And so it was an interest, I think, from myself and yourself, wasn't it? Yeah. Physicality, not only in um, large body control, we then squint into fine manipulative and need for handwriting. And when it's gone into English, that's developed even further, even yeah, with an issue. I think also what's, you know, parents involved was that when you did a lot with Shreble, that wasn't just UIFS, we all got involved. This is, this is great, so how is that going to, how are what we're seeing in EYFS going to support my children in year six? Because it will do. And so the Shreble we introduced, um, that was a developmental movement, um, to support children starting in the early years, starting in the nursery, it was what it's the the transition. And what happens is I invite the parents and the children to come in and have a session, a physical session. So they're having a time with their parents and but also within a social group. And then we developed that within the Hartby Foundation as well. And then we included all staff to go and have training on Sherboy. And understanding that it would support emotionality across the school as well as a physical need. And then we met with really important forwards. And then we did that again within lockdown. We had, we, all of the children stayed back in their year group. They didn't go up when we came back. We, for the half term, they went back into the year group that they were, were in. Um, that which meant in foundation, we then had an additional whole year group. So I then had to manage another session. So all the nursery then had Sherborn sessions with their parents and forest school sessions um, with their parents. And and that really opened our eyes to how we can support emotionality and physicality together. It was a green sheet that started it. It sounds like a real multi-strand kind of 
strategy, wasn't it? And that kind of physicality of like where the actual buildings were. And certainly I know some other schools that I visited where sometimes Key Stage 1 can feel very separate or early years particularly. So yeah, like you said, a very different building. So that being together helped promote that kind of sense of being one structure, I guess, really. But the fact you talk about how the team all talk together all the time, it's not like we're not separate teams. We are one team working on a common goal. That that comes across really powerfully. But that work with the parents as well and the impact that's had and I know the school has got such a big focus on wider community, hasn't it? And supporting and strengthening the community as a whole. That that comes across really, again, very powerfully. Yeah, so I pause there because to us that, that if we engage the families, because some of them, you've got them across all different year groups. So when we have those discussions around the table, yeah, I'm having a perspective from a, a three-year-old. And then you've got one maybe in year two, one in year four, and we really need to have that communication where we strongly call that family, as well as, you know, the development of learning. It's how we can promote and support that family within this as well. That, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because often we can see kind of individual children in individual year groups and forget that they're part of a wider family. And it's sometimes the other people within the school who see them as part of that family, like the, the admin team or the home liaison person, or whoever that kind of person might be, they see the family, whereas sometimes perhaps as an individual teacher, you don't, you see just the child that's in, in your class. That's really interesting. Um, it, it's when you're helping one family, actually you're helping those children that's split across the school. Um, and it's what we have as families that uh, will be with us for a long time. Um, with uh, various family members, it's even more important, I think, for us. Yeah, absolutely. Those of you and who are working, the, oh, sorry, Sarah, carry on. I've been saying that's also because the ch some of the families then come back, so they've actually been at the school. The parent has, wow. so the parents have been at the school, and it sort of rotates. So you've got generations to them. So you're creating legacy, really, aren't you? I guess through that, yeah, thinking about that long-term objective as well. Fantastic. Um, the two of you that are working in a kind of in early years, what's your early years experiences prior to kind of this kind of collaborative work? Um, so with with my, well, going back to when I was at university, I did an early years uh, degree. I always envisaged myself and working in early years uh, and then found myself in year one. So um, in terms of experience as working as a teacher in year, uh, in the foundation stage, um, I have had experience in my training, but as of that, um, I moved to year one, but then I've also been working quite closely with um, Sarah in more recent times to kind of uh, reacquaint myself, as you like. <laughs> so we meet twice a week, then. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Fantastic. So again, helping build that connection. Yeah. So Rebecca comes into my classroom or my unit on a Tuesday, or part of that, and part of the team. And then on a Friday, I swap over and come back in June of year one. So it's then it, it's with exchange of time. That's great. And Michaela, how about yourself? Oh, I have no experience in any of Apart from my FGCE um, and, and the odd couple of times I've been in to, to support foundation when needed, I will be absolutely honest, I don't have it to do teach you. What I do, though, is have the knowledge of birth for engagement and being able to work alongside Sarah as I do um, allows me to develop an understanding. Um, I, and I think, you know, as Sarah and Rebecca have both said, our families are quite large. 
multiple families. So although I may not teach, I do know a lot of the children in foundation and I know what they bring in terms of their emotionality. But also, so for Michaela, Michaela um, also leads on the early help um, within that. So our discussions of family within our discussions of areas and the need. So because it is a one-form entry school and because we are so focused on our relationship and because we're so focused on having discussions across all phases and improving everyone, we were included in quite a lot of meetings together. Fantastic. That's really, really great. So, Kado, how have things evolved, I suppose, really, in terms of connecting those aspects of the curriculum right the way through the school? How, how has it developed? So, we um, are part of the South Dartmoor School Sports Partnership, and they do a lot of work and a lot of CPD with our teachers. And what's really important, and what one person in particular, Catherine, has been really supportable, is hearing and listening what Sarah's saying about the development of what needs to do with her children and what we see throughout the school and tailoring the recessions to actually meet the needs of all of them so all teachers are engaging in that process like Sarah said from the years from three-year-old right up to 11-year-olds and understand what those physical developments and those milestones are um we focus a lot on those fundamental movement skills, so it's not actually in PE, it's not the sports itself, but actually what it is within that sport and what are those key skills that your children need to be able to develop that, um, which obviously links really closely with the key skills and fundamental movements that they're building us in foundation stage. So, yes, great athletics is a long jump, but actually what is it? that builds, what is it, we need to build on from? Can they stand? Have they got that core strength? Are they able to follow it on one leg? And I think that sort of real mind-need development progression. And, and that came from, um, we started off the ways, I keep asking, who was that was man for on X3 of us? Oh, Bert Bond. So we had Bert Bond, Bryn, do you describe Bert Bond? Yeah, so when I went to one of the conferences um, to be... South Dartmouth's Good Spirit Partnership, they had um, Dr. Bert Bond, and he is the leading researcher at Epsi University for Childhood and Disapproved Education. And he came into school and held again another South CPD after seeing him about children's heads and talking about the long term effects children's health and what they were eating and their physical development and it has and and it was a real eye-opener because he really went into the scientific details and kind of looking at what we need to be putting in place sarah said our school is is from a deprived area a lot of our children don't really go out have that physical ability what they get in school is possibly sometimes what is all they get they go home they're on the PlayStation, that's a bit proof. And when I was young, it was a saviour. So, but, but, um, but that's that's what they get in school. So it was up to us to be able to, in a way, give them that challenge. And also change the mindset of, um, health with flying. Yes, and we have a 
within that discussion, it also then was describing how we can change the um, the health of the children. Um, just not only their sort of physical health, but their mental health. Mm-hmm. But it was their blood as well, wasn't it? And their fats in their artery. Yeah, just by what we're, how we're making very short, um, focused physical sessions. So we very carefully start upon that and then built up to your, the time where we described um, the physical, very timed sessions. So they were like vigorous activity, yeah. I would call it. So what, what Dr. Bert Von was explaining, you know, seven minutes of intense exercise is the equivalent to 60 minutes of physical activity that he requires. But then came and did and worked with our children and demonstrated that among our children and gave them the session in asylum to understand. We just had them, he teaches from other schools and then to our school to see how these sessions fit for better. And then that, so to me, I'm, I'm breaking it down because that started to know how we can get, you know, how we can get into small mo really. And then we've gone now into refining those nutrients and having um, Catherine come in and refine it as a whole style for it all then as part of that P session. So we're being led to a P session as a whole team. So all staff members together. I feel very fortunate in needing PE is that all of our staff members teach PE, all of our teachers teach PE and understand the value and maybe the importance that it isn't given to somebody else. They all hold that value and teach PE in our street. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because often when you talk to people who've gone through teacher training, their experience of uh, learning about PE is often quite minimal. Um, and particularly that sense of progression through physical uh, education, physical development. And also I think it ties in, doesn't it, really well with some of the research that's been looking at physical development in young children during the pandemic and post-pandemic. Uh, and we know we hear anecdotally, don't we, from schools saying they've noticed children needing more support, but sometimes perhaps there isn't the expertise of the adults to support in a developmentally appropriate way for those children. And particularly so children move beyond the early years and into years one and, and beyond. Um, they're still needing a lot of that support that may have traditionally been offered earlier through their education experiences. Is that something you, you've seen? Um, yeah, I think ours come in anyway with kind of that lack of awareness that we've always been starting in quite a low point anyway. But from the pandemic, there is a noticeable change as well. But yeah, you know, ours are pulling really needing to know what that healthy lifestyle looks like, being shown it, being demonstrated. Um, I think it's complex on the fact that lots of us, so there's quite a lot of flats. So again, the, the movement within that house, if they, if they go back to the period of COVID and being locked in, then yes. And I, I see it more in the facts of we have to actually physically support them. But what you're doing there, as what I mean, sitting and moving, is actually, it can be sometimes seen as very restrictive. And so we have to think very carefully about, okay, so these children really need to move. They need to move more than others because they haven't had the opportunity. So really think carefully about how much time you allow them to move because they're only going to concentrate if you allow them to move more. You can't get them to sit more. You've got to get them to move more. So then they will concentrate and then they will learn more. Uh, and you've got to get that cycle right and the sound why you need to get them to need to 
I'm and on that movement is, yeah. you know, it's not a let's go outside and run around for five minutes and then spend 10 minutes trying to get them into a place where their phone is. And it, it's really thinking about, okay, that, what does that mean for children mean as specific for their needs and with regards to that? So I think that's a real character consideration. Yeah, it's, it's approaching it in much more, I suppose, in the way you'd approach some other curriculum. I think you need, what are the steps I need to support a child with early mathematics, for example, isn't it? It's like, what are the key processes? And it sounds like that's the same kind of thing. It's like, what the fine detail of the movement, what does that do? As you say, rather than let's go and run around, it's kind of much more focused than that. that that's really, really interesting. Um, lots of schools are trying to address this issue of kind of connecting things right the way through. Um, and it's a real challenge, isn't it? You know, And it's how do you manage that in a way that is both effective, but also manageable for everybody? Um, what to begin with were the kind of challenges for you? It sounds like you already have a system where there was lots of conversation with everybody anyway, but were there any kind of challenges that you had to address to kind of manage this process of raising awareness across the team? So I'm not sure it was a challenge. I think, no, there was a challenge because the challenge is always time. The challenge is always going to be time because we'd always want more time. I'd like more time to sit and discuss with the one. I'd like more of the opportunity to spend time with people looking at what they're doing and what we're doing and having that collaborative discussion. But I think the times when we sit together are extremely valuable and we spend a lot of time as a leadership and really picking out the next steps for all of us and the most important part for all of us as a team. So when we sit as a leadership team or when we sit as a, um, a whole staff team, we just put our own feedback, don't unpaste it, of what we would like or what we've thought about. Um, and that's really considered. And to me, I think if we make sure that we re-listen and that each person will have their own next step, that really helps us. I think also taking into account pupils and never what their next set. So I know Sarah the about with our accounts, but the main and thinking about um, with playtime to like and and that has an impact from what you're leading because it's actually what you lead in the position of their leaders. They need us to provide and support back for the children and say, we're only teachers, but also really thinking about, okay, what is it your children are thinking their next steps are? What is it that's stopping them from regaining that sentence? And probably getting a lot from it as they're running around and playing games. So making sure we're listening to them. It's kind of that joy of physical movement, isn't it, as well? I know we, um, I don't know if you had chances, but we did a podcast with Ben Kingston Hughes uh, and he talked about kind of the kind of neuroscience of play and that joy of play, but that physical activity, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? And that kind of chemical release and all those kind of things that happen is really, really fascinating. Um, so yeah, that joy of childhood and the joy of play and perhaps sometimes as adults, we forget, we forget that joy sometimes, I guess, don't we? But I think it sounds like that because you're already working in a very collaborative way, being asked, you know, more formally as kind of schools to to create this kind of connected curriculum, you were kind of already working on you were on that journey already. It was something that was very natural to you. Is that is that right? Is that one uh, my perception right? Yes, uh, uh, it is how we work. And as I went stated before, it's in our time. I think if you do something well, it takes a long period of time. So you can't rush something to think that you're going to make all those connections so for us it's the next part of our journey is to think about another area and the very small steps that we need 
within that area because for them we make sure it works again but where everyone it is on their journey and from the business perspective and and we'll create all together but it, it can't be rushed will you so that's why the time is so important absolutely bringing everybody along was part of that journey i guess it is absolutely key isn't it including the parents in terms of kind of impact are there any kind of things that really stand out that you think kind of wow that has really made a big difference for those children and those families Mine was definitely shared on. It was the fact that I had people, then parents that we wouldn't take time. I don't think they thought they would move in the way that I was asking them to move. And because within Sherbon, you're moving your body flat on the floor so they could be slithering snakes. I've got all the parents being snakes in the floor or moving on their bottom backwards and, and locking with their children in, in a social group, which, you know, to me, that, that's quite em, empowering for them as, as parents um, to be able to do that. Can you explain what Sherborne is, Sarah? People might not be so familiar. And so Sherborne is, um, I mean, it's a developmental movement that was um, created by Vanessa, um, Vanessa Sherborne, and it's the Laban mo uh, movement. So what happens in, in a session is... Um, you're trying to support um, children and um, an adult, so it, it can be used often in um, special needs settings as well. We're trying to make a link emotionally with a child and show that you've got that real understanding of where that child is, but also showing that all of our core in, in our development is through movement. Everything we do um, revolves around movement. We have to understand where it's Male to move to be able to move forward, um, and so you're having a lot of time in being with, understanding how to be with people and how to be against people in a positive way. Um, so you're you're doing a lot of social connections. Um, so you're showing people how to hold and care for children um, in a physical way, and then you get so much laughter back from the parents and from the children by this engagement. It's absolutely brilliant. I love every session. That was to me watching the children. Even now, I watch and I watch the adults' reactions as I'm dragging the children on carpets around the room and and the laughter from the children and also then from the older children that all pull the carpets around and watch the children's faces as they get that physical sensation um, around the ball. And to me, that's priceless of the frustration. That's brilliant, isn't it? And so often that schools do things with parents that are kind of more. Literacy, maths, perhaps driven sometimes, are they? You know, supportive of reading, early phonics, and so on. So to be doing something around physical development and the value of all of that, I think it is really interesting and, and sounds really rewarding piece of work as well. So what next? I guess that's the thing. What's the next step? I suppose. I, I guess for now, I think we've been um, starting a bit more of a pitch from after school clubs as well. So they kind of, like Makada was saying about then using those skills to kind of work towards our children to be able to participate in competitions of things. And what would be great to see um, how those skills are now able to be applied. And so our children feel enabled and empowered to be able to be um, participate if it would in those sports. And my sort of personal journey through this is to um get get a bit more involved i suppose in the um what's happening in foundation stage and throughout the school because we're part of a fabulous job um as i've got big shoes to fill 
Um, <laughs> and I'm realising that more and more the more I find out. So <laughs> I think what's really good this time is as we speak to develop it for the first time our community's ever had is, you know, we're able to open up a half holiday shop this season, which is huge in our community for our for our families and he and 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 huge for us this Easter. So it would be great to see what impact that has on our parents and families in a day. Fantastic. Well thank you all ever so much for, for taking part in the, the recording today. Um, it's really, really interesting. I know lots of people have been looking at physical development and also that kind of wider community work uh, as well um, and that bigger impact you know, in terms of kind of well-being, wider health and how ultimately if children are feeling motivated, well-being is high, all that physical development's good. But as um, Sarah was saying, that they're open to learning, aren't they? I guess it's, it's what you're building. You're building really powerful learners as part of this. The potential for learning is, is much richer. Um, is there any kind of top tips you would give to people if people are embarking or working more collaboratively? Allowing that time together, and that would be, if I describe that more, what I enjoy a lot, is we do something called information sharing, uh, as well as um, our leadership team, team meetings and our um, whole class and whilst whole face meetings and then our um, whole school meetings, our information sharing is allowing staff members to go to each classroom and watch, but give no judgment, just there to share and to listen and to, to be. Um, and I find that most incredible um, thing that we do as a store. So each teacher goes to a different course, has something different observing or being with them. And it's the person's choice, so to choose whatever element. Um, but that's why I relate to bits. But it's time. That's added time in. So we allowed all leaders to have that time to make sure they've got can go to other classes. That's time within our um, sessions to meet. Not only as our leadership team, as a phase team, as a whole school team, but everything links. And it, and it is that is. Um, the, the use of time, isn't it, really? Um, I say with uh, opportunities to go and speak to everyone throughout the school um, and see what they're doing and talk to them about what you're doing as well, just in, on a more uh, general basis. I know that there's not a teacher in our school that I can walk into their classroom and talk to them about you and they would practically have a conversation with me about it. So I think that uh, connection um, and maintaining connection throughout the sport with with everyone, and not seeing, um, and not having anyone else feel that it's common just doing about them in their class because it's at school. That's very powerful, really, really powerful, isn't it? And that, that sense of everybody understanding the why, isn't it? That rationale of what we're doing and why are we doing this for our children, um, and everyone being on board with that. That that, that comes across so strongly through through all the conversation today. That's great. I know people are going to really appreciate your story. I guess, uh, thinking about their community as well and um, and that collaboration that's really quite strong and that thread of these are our children and these are our families right the way through the school, not working in isolation. That's a re really clear message that's come through as well. So thank you again ever so much. And um, I can imagine people are going to be in touch with us saying they want to come and have a chat and find out a little bit more about the work that you've been doing. So um, yeah, watch out. I think people will be definitely be, be in touch and wanting to know a little bit more. 
Um, thanks again ever so much and, and take care and keep safe and keep well and hopefully catch up very, very soon. Well, thanks very much, Phil, for sharing that and engaging in that conversation. It was really interesting to hear um, the three of them and how they're collaborating together and just the experiences that they've had. And I think you're right, that real strong sense of relationship and that vision and values that they have as a school really came through in the work that they've done engaging with the children and the families and team members and the wider community but I think what was really quite powerful almost and is that they were looking at children and seeing them as families not a child in year one and a child in year four actually really connecting those dots which which sounds really obvious when you think about it but actually I'm not sure when I was in school I did that all of the time and it feels like they do that really naturally they see those families absolutely i think that came across really powerfully and whether we talk about pe or other aspects of curriculum that sense that the family goes through the school uh, and that sharing of knowledge uh, and i think what has really struck me was the way that the families themselves really appreciate that and so it does help build this sense that it is a community school um, and the shared knowledge that those the, you know the teachers were able to share about children working across different year groups I thought that came across really really well yeah yeah and I think it feels like they were, as I say, they were looking at things from a very wide lens and, and um, just listening to that. It, we often talk about PE. In fact, I was in a school not so long ago and we were looking at curriculum and talking around that. And the PE was a, was a scheme, which is quite a common thing in lots of schools. Um, but and then I often talk from an EYFS point of view about you know the programme of study and, and actually that kind of well-being and in the mind and healthy body and healthy eating and all those other things that are in the programme of study. And it really felt today listening um to to the three ladies that they they've given that really deep thought to that big picture, that holistic picture, but also that interconnected picture, don't you think? Absolutely. It's kind of like a, a lifestyle education almost really. And, and particularly because they touched on kind of that specific community and the needs that those families and, and children have and how important all those issues around, uh, you know, emotional well-being, physical well-being, healthy lifestyle, life, life choices. I thought that was really powerful. And then that kind of more kind of micro detail about aspects of physical education physical development and that really growing the adult uh, kind of the practitioner's understanding of what we do in in PE and why we do those things and how they all become interconnected um, I thought that was really interesting as well so going from that big big picture to those specific movements that we make as part of PE uh, and that particularly interesting especially as I imagine many of us um, going into education perhaps have quite limited training around uh, physical education um, so we kind of grasp at it here and there don't we or we go to a scheme um, and it was really clear how much thought they put into every aspect of it uh, and all those conversations that are happening through the school and the impact that that, that now is having and um, I, I thought it was great when they were talking about how the, the parents have really enjoyed being part of that process as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it, it just sounded extremely honed in terms of that thought process, those very small steps. And um, I think I got the impression that that's a conversation, as you say, that they have around all subjects. It's just that we were talking about PE in this instance. And there was, they felt like a real kind of, again, back to almost a school vision and, and values and ethos that all of the staff 
are engaged in those sorts of conversations and there is an expectation for them to understand those small steps of progress and it felt like there was quite a value on that early childhood and early years and recognizing the bigger picture of what early years does for the here and now but also for their future um, and I think they, they really thought about the why they kept coming back to which is of course important for all the things we do why are we doing this why is it going to impact on the children and it felt like they'd really looked at that in real detail I think as well, they, they clearly they they know their context, and it was really pleasing to hear that they're that one of the things they're seeing, particularly around that that physical element of things, is really actually raising children's aspirations and enabling them and empowering them, and and then having them be able to have access to things in the community, some some sports clubs and such like, because actually from from what they were saying, that isn't the norm for their school and their children. They wouldn't necessarily have those opportunities. Absolutely. There's kind of real ambition behind it. And I know it's one of the things that like schools were challenged to do, wasn't it? It was to create a, a unique curriculum for your context, but also to be ambitious. And there's a real sense of that. And, and I think that joined upness has facilitated that as well. And um, I think too often what can happen is we have kind of like almost isolationist approach to curriculum. That's that year group. Then they move on the next kind of ward, kind of cliff edges every other year. And they've really thought about that kind of seamless journey, but also developing the expertise of colleagues through the school. So thinking about that real foundation of physical development, because they're going to have children working in other year groups who are going to need those skills to be supported with as well. So, yeah, a very, a really interesting and inspiring conversation. And I think from a from a leadership point of view, I obviously was, was listening in and, and you and I work a lot with school leaders, don't we, in support with kind of strategy and thinking and have you thought about and, and kind of really getting into the nuts and bolts of things. And, and you certainly got an insight into the, the kind of the leadership approaches and the strategies and, and things around those learning conversations about leaders in learning. But I, I suppose the fact that they've all been very involved in really understanding the why and doing that quite intense and in-depth detail will enable the, the transition because obviously somebody else was taking on that PE leadership, weren't they? Um, but it's about enabling that transition as well. It, it You could see the thinking behind um actually them investing time not only in their children and in developing their curriculum but also investing time in their staff team as well and all of the conversations it sounded like was is around learning and children which is how it should be really it helps to really keep focused doesn't it and drive improvement those children very much at the heart of every decision yeah, very much yeah. so. And and we're always asked the so what, aren't we? So we, we kind of go in and ask those 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 questions, but also people ask those of us as well. So what? And it it's very much you could feel they're really proud of what they've achieved and they really believe in what they've achieved, don't they? Absolutely. And there's that, that clarity of vision, as you said, kind of that leadership vision, but the sense of ownership, I think, through the school, um, and that sense that we are one school community. Uh, I think that came through really powerfully. And obviously they talked about that kind of the restructuring, the building, the way things kind of worked over time to really bring people together and powerful impact that has had. But as you said at the start of this kind of session, really, it's that sense that the children are in multiple year groups because you know, the way the families are and so on. So they've really thought about that and how to help those parents be really engaged with school, perhaps some of whom have not had a great education experience themselves and may, may have been more reluctant to connect with school. It sounds like everything they do, they're thinking widely and all those kind of possibilities to really bring the community in um, is a big part of their philosophy, I think. Um, and it, and it, it, it sounds like they are really impacting on healthy lifestyles, which is 
absolutely, as you say, it's that's the kind of widest part of PE, isn't it, really? And that they can see that in their children, they can see that in their families. And over time, um, they would hope that that actually pass, passes into the community and becomes a little bit more um, of the norm, if that makes sense. And that the families are engaged in going out and taking that walk, playing those playful activities, supporting the children to go to those those clubs and things. So that's you know real cultural capital point of point of view as well, Huge, isn't it? Hugely, yeah. Well, as I say, I think it was a, a really good conversation to have and, and so interesting, as I say, to look at PE in a very wide lens. So I hope I hope listeners have found it useful to really consider that and, and actually maybe have those discussions around PE. And actually, we know what we're doing in terms of the PE sessions, maybe, um, and maybe during some of the freer times at play times and lunch times and maybe some of the clubs and such like. But actually, what else is there anything else we can do to strengthen what we're already offering? around RPE and physical education so so I'm sure our listeners will have found it useful just to pick up on on those things so thank you for sharing absolute pleasure I shall look forward I know you've got some more in the pipeline so I shall look forward to, to listening and, and discussing those with you as well because I think they're they're really just really valuable so thanks thanks very much and I shall see you soon see you soon take care bye-bye Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope you found it a valuable listen and that you've taken some things away to reflect on or maybe things that you want to discuss with your colleagues. Of course, remember, if you want to talk about any of the issues that we've explored today or you need support with other matters in your school, then do feel free to drop me an email, sarah at earlyexcellence.com or why not get connected with me on LinkedIn or Twitter? Anyway, take care and join me next time for some more genuine head-to-head conversation.